0: fuck, 12 years ago, I wanted to end my life. Yeah. And I look back at like all the learnings and all the experiences I've had since then. I'm like, holy shit. fuck!"
1: Imagine what you would have missed
0: out on. 100%, 100%. And it's like, I encourage anyone, if they're going through that stage, to do whatever it is that they have to do to keep walking on. And like, no matter what it is, just yeah. take one step take another step like there's a strategy I heard the other day
1: good morning good afternoon and good evening my name is Jake and you are listening to the success shift a show where perfection does not exist but learning and growth takes center stage have you ever felt stuck like you're doing all the work but not getting the results maybe you feel like there's something missing Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, And you are definitely going to want to tune in. We're back, and we are starting it off with a big one. What an absolutely incredible inspiration this week's guest is. Dylan Joss is another fellow Aussie who has an incredibly huge heart and a smile to match. It was extremely interesting discussing some of the struggles and battles that Dylan endured both during his most recent running challenge and during his life. Dylan and I had a great time chatting, so much so that I had to break this interview into two parts, well that and some technical difficulties I was becoming newly aware of. Like I said, we're growing on this show. Dylan really opened up during this show and gave such an honest look into some of the struggles that we face when dealing with mental health issues and how his choice to run 800 kilometres in a month helped him to understand himself and overcome some major mental blockages. If you're going to listen to any podcast this week, be sure to make it this one, as Dylan drops some incredible value. If you're listening to the podcast for the very first time, I want to welcome you and thank you. This is an ever-growing and developing show, which I have started to show that just doing something is actually the best way to get ahead. For that very reason, the following footage that you're about to hear is a raw and unedited interview that I had with Dylan At the very end, we actually have some technical difficulties, and for that reason, I split this into two parts. However, as I'm growing, as I'm developing, as I'm trying to show the progress, the very first 10 episodes of this show were actually done as a live interview show on Facebook and YouTube, which I have now switched over to the platform that you are hearing it on now. I hope you enjoy the show. If you'd like to skip straight to the interview, please jump ahead to the seven-minute mark. Also, I'd just like to give a quick listener's warning For this episode, some of the discussion towards the end of this episode touches on the base of suicide and some quite heavy mental struggles. If you are struggling at the moment, please know that there are people you can reach out to, myself included, or Dylan, as you'll hear throughout this episode. And just know that no matter how how hard it may seem at the moment, there is hope on the other side. Alrighty, alrighty everyone, welcome. Success Shift is back again for episode 7 starting the new year. We've all had a great start to the year, we'll be getting started in just a couple minutes here. But it has been amazing. Great things, hopefully, to come in 2022. Let me rephrase that. Great things to come in 2022. Here. I'm just going to stop this music and we'll get into it. G'day mate, how you doing?
0: Absolutely buddy. stoked.
1: Oh, that's what I like to hear. Looks like you've got a nice view back there. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a city skyline in the room, nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Well welcome everyone to episode 7 of The Success Shift. We are back starting the year strong, having an absolutely great time. I've had a fantastic start to the year, it's been absolute chaos How's your start been, Dylan?
0: Uh, pretty pretty stoked to be settling down a bit and slowing down. December was obviously a big month for me where yep. everything was go, go, go.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, today I am joined by the absolutely incredible Dylan Joss. I'm calling him the Wim Hof protege because he has been doing some impressive things in my books. Um, last des- month in December, I was doing a run aiming to get half marathon for mental health awareness, and Dylan here was doing that tenfold. He was, uh, I'll let you tell the story a bit, but it was a tremendous effort of uh, almost 800 kilometers in a month. So I'll i uh, will let you get into that a little bit in a second, but what led you into doing something like that? Let's start with why um, you wanted to do something like that.
0: Um, it was like a twofold approach, I feel like with doing the run um, was coming to myself to give myself a place to challenge myself to do something greater than myself and do something. I'm not sure if I could actually finish
1: Yeah. So as really-
0: well as, like you mean like really enabling myself to on a journey or on a challenge that I'm unknown if I can actually get there.
1: Yeah, nice. So just going like, this is going to be ridiculously hard. I don't actually know if I can make it, but I'm going to try anyway.
0: hundred percent.
1: I think that's amazing. I think like, I've been on a bit of a self growth journey as of late. And I think more and more people need to do that is set their, like break their limiting beliefs and set dreams that don't even know if you can make them. Because then even, even if you fall short, you can still be proud as fuck that you've got, gotten so far and achieved something that you didn't even think you could do, you know? But so many people are so like, oh, I'm not gonna set that higher goal because what if I fail or what if I don't make it? But I think what you've done is absolutely fantastic. And what I'll get you to do is tell everyone exactly what you did and um, why you did it. Because I, I think it's incredible.
0: Definitely, and 100%, we've got to be proud of where we get to, like day, day two, day three, I'd run more than I'd run in November, I'd run more than I'd run in October. I've run more than I'd run like the previous year. So it's like, we've got, we've got, we can be proud of ourselves so early on. And it's like, how can we be stoked on ourselves when we're like just a tiny bit into our goal? Um, and so the challenge I set off to do for myself was to run 800 kilometers for the month i that always wanted to run 500 miles. Oh, yeah. um, so I was like that
1: makes sense.
0: <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do it let's give it a crack um, so the challenge was running one mile for day one, two miles for day two three miles for day three and so on for for the whole month Wow. Um, and, and as well like I've done the run and I needed support so I'm putting that to running a surf trip and a camping trip for youth that are experiencing mental health or would love tools to be able to combat mental health and have the tools they need when they're going on that journey. And I feel like as someone that's experienced depression anxiety and had my own mental health struggles, I feel like if I was at that stage when I was teens, I would have been absolutely stoked if I could see That other people going through this journey, I can have an absolute blast and still be learning and dealing with it. And there's going to be lows that are going to come, and there's going to be highs, and it's going to be a journey. And I wish that someone had taken me on a trip like that when I was at that stage of my life.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I I want to give back. Sorry, go on. You just want to give back to the people.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, nice. I can really imagine like when you're that young going through that sort of uh, thing, how beneficial that would be. But before we get into the sort of mindset of what was going on, you're originally from Australia. I don't know if anyone can tell by the accent, but um, sounds a bit like me. Whereabouts in Aussie are you from again?
0: I grew up on the Goldie.
1: Yeah, so from the Goldie. And there were times I saw pictures of you running in the absolute snow, like minus temperatures. It was puking down with you on snow and you still got the biggest, well, what I saw was the biggest grin you, on your face, like you've got now, you've got an infectious smile, and even in the middle of the snow, completely out of your element, you're still charging through and absolutely killing it. So how did you feel like running in the snow when you're used to Australian temperatures? Was it a shock? Because for me in Germany, I got to like two, three degrees, and then it got to like minus one, and it was a shock for me, but then I actually embraced it, I thought it was quite refreshing, but how do you find it?
0: Yeah, like 100%, it's like, you've got to appreciate whatever surroundings you're in. Cause if you're not appreciating what surroundings you're in, you're going to be like, I don't want to bloody be here. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than being in a place you don't want to be. So it's like, I've committed to this journey. I've got to be here now. How can I appreciate it? How can I make myself enjoy myself more? So you've got to be stoked on running in snow. You've got to be like, you know what I mean? and just, yeah it's pretty beautiful pretty surreal um and it's like it's always about like for, for me it's always about finding how can i find a little bit more appreciation on the journey because the more i go into the pain and the suffering and be like this is shit why am i doing this you don't want to be there and it's gonna make you want to stop and yep. that's not what i wanted to do
1: you want to find every little bit of it Every little bit of anything that can keep you going, right?
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think they.
1: You know, I've lived my life about on a, on the motto of life's about perspective. You know, anything in any situation, you can always try and find a different perspective of it. And you know, some people might have been sitting in the running their journey, and then it starts snowing, and they're like, "Oh shit, this is even worse. I'm gonna get wet. I'm gonna get cold." But I mean, if you look at the the concept of trying to do that, maybe in Australia in forty five degree heat, you'd melt and die. Like you'd, you'd almost collapse in a puddle <laughs> on the floor. Like help me, I'm withering away. So you got to look at things in a different light, and a different perspective, and as you know, as you said, find the best situation. And they say you know, gratitude in the morning and night will absolutely change your life. And I can imagine in a situation like that, you find a different perspective, and you got a whole new gratitude for the environment you're in. You're happy. You're running because you're in Victoria, right? When you were running. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful scenery at some points, I can imagine. So, just that shift in perspective, I think, is really powerful when you're in a situation like that, in that sort of turmoil of, fuck, this is hard. Definitely.
0: Like, you know what I mean? And it was like earlier on in the journey, I was like, I had, like, I think this was day six. Go back to day six, and I'm like, there's no chance I can do this. I'm like doubting myself so hard already. I'm like, I'm absolutely buggered. I'm yeah. like, I'm exhausted, I'm shattered, and it's like, if I want to do this, I've got to teach myself and tell myself over and over again that I'm running 800 kilometers this month. So I went for like 20, 30 minutes just yelling, I'm running 800 800 kilometers this month, I'm running 500 miles this month. Did did you sing it? (laughs) Did you see? Because I yeah. for oh, one <laughs> yeah. five hundred,
1: just running, running down the street, singing that song at the top of your lungs. Is that what you got to at some point? yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, that that's funny. I, I could when I was running, um, and mine was nowhere near as impressive a distance as yours. But I did. I got to that stage of fatigue, and just like my body's tired. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I should stop and turn around. Like, what's the point? And I, at one point I'd start running and I'd just yell and like, no, I can do this. And I was like in the forest just screaming to get that energy out, to get that release of whatever it was that was holding me back to try and break through that barrier and release it out of me. So I was at one point running through the forest just screaming at the top of my lungs because I think I needed that change. I needed that energy boost to sort of shift my mind out of the negative state that it was sort of running into of why am I doing this? This is painful, my body doesn't like this and I needed to shift my mentality to be like, no, there's a good cause. I'm enjoying this, it's good for my body, it's mental health other people, like think of the positives. And I think it's quite uh, Yeah, go on.
0: <laughs> no, 100%, but I don't, li- I don't like the way you say, like you mean your effort is not good because you're comparing it to mine? Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> fuck, like, I'm like, riding over like 20 kilometers at any stage? Yeah. That- Huge.
1: That's true. Massive.
0: It's like phenomenal, and it's like I can compare if I can compare myself as well. There's people that run the mountain that I ran every month of the year, and there's always going to be someone in a different stage or different space, and it's like someone taking their first few steps. Salute that! Like that's incredible. Someone running their first five kilometers. Salute that! Ten K's? Amazing. Like you know what I mean? It's all totally. a matter of where we're at it's and all depending on our core a hundred percent. And it's like you just gotta be stoked on what it is for you that gets you stoked, not yeah. not about what distance or what journey it is. It's like what would challenge me yeah. go from there and, and-
1: they say don't compare your Chapter 1 to someone else's Chapter 12, you know, like everyone's on their own different journey, and it's all personable, and that's not something that I'm trying to teach myself more and more, so I thank you for pulling me up on it, because you're totally right. I should yeah. be so proud and grateful of the effort that I've done, because for me, that was massive. I've never run that far in my life, and it was still yeah. massive for myself, so you're totally right, so thanks for that. <laughs> and it's
0: like, and it's just like, you don't you know, like I went for a run this morning, and it's like, you run six kilometers, it's still, it still hurts. It's not <laughs> like... It's not like any distance doesn't hurt or you don't feel it. It's like, it just depends on where your mind's at. And it's like, when you're going on those longer runs, it's like, like anything you're building so much momentum. So it becomes you, when you're falling into the longer distance, I almost feel like it's easier than the shorter distances because you get more sort of like joy because it's like, I'm now in like a a flow state per se of just like going and it's just like you're not even really thinking about things but on like a shorter run or normally on the longer runs the first part of it is normally like the hardest getting going like anything in to. life yeah i feel like starting is the hardest Oh, hands
1: down. I mean, momentum, everyone's like, oh, I don't have enough motivation. But motivation, momentum comes after the fact, like you see progress. And so that motivates you to do more and momentum builds and builds and builds. But starting it is the hardest thing. You got to get up off the couch and get that momentum going. So you can really start running. I found for me, like the first three or four Ks were definitely the hardest. Then between four and like 15, it was okay, like that was just a smooth section. And then after that I got my body got a bit fatigued and I had to sort of go with the mind to get into like, hang on, you can do this, <laughs> like keep going.
0: Definitely. And it's like knowing that everything's temporary and it will come in waves.
1: Yeah, that's a is, point.
0: like so important to, to understand that it's like hold in there and things will shift. Um like you mean your beliefs will shift, your mindset will change because you're giving it an opportunity
1: shift yeah totally so I was running that down because it was pretty powerful So yeah. making making <laughs> notes on it so I can take it, take it with me after the call but you're totally right I mean it does and I think gets so caught up in the concept of like oh I'm gonna die this is never gonna end I'm in the worst pain ever but reality is you're not you're not really you're in a bit of pain and you're like oh I'm tired I, my natural like, subconscious paradigm is I want to be lazy and stop doing this. But really, you've got so much left in your body. Your body's incredible at what it can do. It's more just you've got to tell yourself that don't be lazy, you can push through this. Well, that's what I assume, but I was going to actually, uh, that brings me on to the next point of asking you what was some yeah. of those struggles? Like what points did you get to in your mind? Because at one point for me, I think it was like 24Ks in, because I did 29 yeah. on my last day and 24Ks in, I hit the wall uh, well, I think that's what it was. I've heard people talk about that. And my body was like shivering and my legs were exhausted. And I had to sit down and like catch my breath and talk myself through. And I had to get up, walk, stop, get up, walk, stop, and then get up and go again, sort of thing. You must have at those lengths had something similar.
0: Like, definitely. And I feel like what I like to use is a thing called like the partial least resistance. Yeah. How could I put myself in a situation? where the easiest thing is to keep going so like on those longer runs i would be running to a place where there's nowhere around for me to stop if i stop yeah i'm gonna be too cold yeah i'm literally gonna be like falling into hypothermia because i'm sweating Sweat. It's, it's in the negative <laughs> yeah so it's like I stop I know die <laughs> like, if i stop i'm probably gonna be in a really bad situation like
1: yeah so it's
0: like, I had to keep going. There was a, a fast food restaurant that like I duck into for like a couple of minutes like to pull down and, stop and like <laughs> thore out. Like I I got on big on like the chia seeds. Chia seeds and water and a bit of peanut butter. Nice. Just like in like it was super hydrating, super beneficial. But it's like I couldn't stop and eat that oh, no. outside. True. So I was like I had to like I was like I'll stop in this place. But, like, for me, it's like very much like knowing that I have to keep going and that the pain is temporary and it's going to shift. And, like, it's going to be harder for me to stop and live with not doing it. Or, like, you know what I mean? Or, like,
1: yeah, yeah, totally
0: understandable. Like, my, the, the point where I really hit the wall was, like day 20 I absolutely hit the wall I was like I don't think I can do this and like I was too nervous about launching a GoFundMe or like sharing that and asking for donations because I was like I don't know if I can actually do this like so I I waited till like the last 10 days where I still had 420 kilometers to go to launch it because I was like at a at a place where I'm like I've got a marathon a day for the next 10 days. I'm sure that's like good enough for people to, <laughs> yeah. donate, to feel like I've given it a crack or I've given this like a fair whack. And I'm like, wait, I need actually people to help me. Cause if I'm, if they're not helping me, this is going to be even harder Yeah, because they're, they're investing in the belief I have to do this thing. And therefore I've got way more accountability and, it's now even harder for me to stop because I'm like, all these people are stoked that I'm doing this. Yeah. They're donating to the cause. I want to get a surf and camping trip for youth that experience in mental health. And if I st- if I stop it or if I like don't keep going,
1: yeah, then you're not. Just... I'm
0: not going to give that opportunity, and I'm going to let a lot of people down. So it's like, fuck, just yeah. dig in there, take it one moment at a time and walk if you have to, do whatever you have to, but just, just keep Keep moving. going,
1: just whatever you do, just get that one step in front of the next and just don't stop. Yeah, it's gets like that sometimes. There's such big moments and big feats and responsibility for others. You're like, I can't stop. If I, As long as I'm putting one foot in front of the other, no matter how much I slow down, I just can't stop. I just got to keep going. I think that's in lots of other tasks and lots of things you're working towards in life like I've sort of gone a different life to the normal I've done lots of traveling and now I'm trying to do like an online business and work um, from home and do a bunch of different things in that area but for other people it's like what are you doing like come back and get a job come back and do this and if it was just for me like I think having your why and accountability really helps you push because if it was just me on my own and it was just for money then I'd probably want to fall back into you know the easy lifestyle of going home to Australia and getting a regular job. But having like a partner and dreams of having a family and not wanting to do the same as everyone else and having that accountability, like if I fail at this, then I'm gonna be letting other people down in my opinion. And having that why that's more than just yourself, I think really helps push you as you're talking about like other people watching me, following me, being accountable for them the children that I'll let down if I stop, I think that really helps you in those hardest days when you're struggling and you're like, this sucks to go, nope, it's not just for me. You know, I've got other people watching, I've got other people accountable, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go that extra step further. And sometimes it's just that little bit that you need and then the momentum comes back, from my experience.
0: a 100%, and as well, like, looking back and be like, wait, fuck, look how much I've run, look how much I've done already. Like, look at the progress I've made since I've, started on this journey and you're just like wow and i feel like that happens again with our own mental health journeys very much it's like sometimes we're like shit look at me look at where i am and you like, then you if you're able to take a step back and like look at where you've come from what lessons you've learned the way you now look at the world and think it's like that's like you know what i mean it's like always looking back and be like how have i grown how have i got to where i've gotten
1: I think that what you've just said is one of the most powerful growth things and most powerful um, progressive things that people I wish knew more about. For me personally, I've been doing a lot of growth and stuff and I think that being able to reflect and be proud of how far you've come is gonna be the best catalyst for how far you've got to go. In fact, the whole point of this show that I've created was to just fumble forward, make it up as I go along. I had no idea what I was doing when I started but I thought, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna to speak to people, understand their mindset, and try and figure out if in fact that being grateful for the successes you've had will act as a catalyst to further success. And I think just as you said, look back and be like, look how far I've come. I'm so proud of that. And that gives you that boost of emotion to take that next step. And being grateful for the ability, and as you said again, in the mental health stage, so many people get so down on themselves at the instantaneous part. Like I've had a few of my own struggles, I've got family members and friends who've been through mental health issues and that's why I did my course. But I think so important for people like, when they're in a bad state, be like, wait, what are the good things I've done in my life? How far have I come from where I was? You know, How much progress have I made? And I should be happy with that to then help me move on. So I think what you've said is super powerful and I really resonate with that.
0: 100% and it's like for me and the run, the run is pretty simple. All I had to do every day was do what I did yesterday and run one more mile. Yeah. So it's like I did that yesterday. I can do it today. Come on, it's like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. You know, when you like, put it like
1: that, it's so simple. It's like I literally did that yesterday. Why can't I just do it again today? It's it's the simplest logic. Uh,
0: yeah, very much. So it's like it's not like I'm changing much. It's very much like I did that yesterday. I'm just adding a tiny little bit. Yeah. And if I can do that, I, it's not it's not impossible. If I go like if I look at it in a different way and be like, I've got to run like fifty kilometers, I've got to run forty eight kilometers and then I've got to run fifty kilometers, it's like no it yeah. it's like it becomes so monumental. It's like I'm looking at the top of the staircase instead of understanding understanding with the stairs yeah. stack up on top of each other and you you get there by walking up the stairs not looking at the top stair and trying to jump straight to the top.
1: It's so true, it's just like, you know, taking things bite size, you know, you build you build a city one brick at a time, one road at a time, you don't just bang, there it is. And for me personally, I've got, a, I'm really bad at that. I've like, got my goal, here it is, and I'm so focused on the end result and getting that, that I forget to just take a step back and take the pressure off myself and just focus on the daily small tasks that I've got that are actually not that difficult. But I think lots of people, especially myself, get overwhelmed with the whole project at hand or the whole thing that they've got to do rather than breaking it down into those tiny bits or tiny sections and going, actually, that's quite a simple task. I'm just going to do that. And then when I finish that, I'm going to look at the next one. And then I'm going to look at the next one. I suppose for you, it's just that one more mile, next mile, next
0: mile. 100%. And it's like off the back of this, I've started like a little social run club here in Fernwood. And like today was the second day I launched this this week like you mean like five days ago I'm like ah, no one showed up like this sucks I'm like no I'm so grateful it just had gave me an opportunity to reconnect it's like why am I running why am I doing this and I'm like I'm doing this because it makes me feel good our bodies are designed to be active to be moved to to burn energy it's like we're not designed to be inside all day and not breathe any fresh air it's like I'm doing this because it enables me to feel good, and I want to feel good, and I deserve yeah. to feel good. But exactly. sometimes, the steps to feeling good aren't necessarily things I always want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was uh,
1: watching something last night who said, uh, and they said, sometimes the things that are good, at, good for us don't taste good, because he was talking about like, when you're young, you know, broccoli doesn't taste as good as chocolate, <laughs> you know peas aren't aren't as good as sugar lollies, but you know full well that the broccolis and the peas are so much better for you than a bunch of cho- chocolate and and lollies because it's the long some so many people that want the instant gratification and don't look at the long term gratifications and obviously chocolate and lollies and sugar and shit like that gives you that whereas broccoli and beans and stuff doesn't taste good now, but you keep eating that for a while it compounds and in the long term it's going to be much better for you. So.
0: A hundred percent, and that's like so sweet about it. But I feel like it's so cool that our brains change. Like with neuroplasticity, we can create those feedback loops. So the more we do one thing, and if we're feeling good when we're doing it, and we're relating good emotion to it, the easier it is to do it more and more again. It's like, I didn't like broccoli as a kid. The more I ate broccoli, the more my body understood the more broccoli I eat the better i feel so it starts to connect those loops and be like i eat this i feel good maybe i eat more and therefore it's like it starts tasting better it starts everything's like improves because you're showing your body and you're showing your mind that this helps so therefore it becomes better
1: yeah it's, it's crazy have you read the book um atomic habits by james clear by any chance
0: I have not yet because he talks about a
1: lot of this stuff and I found it really profound yeah. one of my favourite books to read um, if you get a chance give a read of that but it's it's exactly that you know we, we if we set up our environment and set up our habits to sort of link one after another it actually becomes life becomes easy because you do you build those feedback loops and your brain with its plasticity actually creates a natural habit to go from one good thing to the next good thing to the next good thing to the next good thing and loop back and with that you start one habit and get comfortable with that and add another one and add another one and he talks about 1% more each day and you can be 365% better or whatever the final number is in one year. Just by doing that 1% each day and getting those habits and allowing yourself to be comfortable with that and then leading that into another good habit. You know, like you, don't, you go to the gym, you wanna eat healthy and then with that, you wanna go to the gym for longer and then eat healthier again and it's just a nice cycle. But if you don't exercise, you wanna eat crap and then that makes you more lethargic so you wanna sleep more and it's again a cycle. Your body is very good at, as you said, finding those loops and feeding to it. So if you feed at the positive, you're going to be up here, and if you feed at the negative, you're going to go in the same length, but it's just going to be in the opposite direction. So I think it's really, really interesting to have that sort of concept and that idea of those feedback loops, which I forgot about, but you reminded me of. So it was, it's a yeah. nice reminder again. It's
0: so bloody important. Like, you know what I mean? Like, emotion is simply energy in motion, from yes. my understanding. So, so it's it like, how, how can we keep getting that, energy flowing or yeah. the body flowing and creating those loops so I mean, it can flow.
1: Energy is everything, right? You know, it's it's positive, it's negative, it flows in one way or the other and you can either decide to go in the positive direction and be with it and put yourself in the environment and give yourself the good habits that are gonna make you flow in the positive environment or you can have the choice to not do those things and end up in the negative energies and the negative environments and drag you down. It's gonna pull you one way or the other and you, should, you just need to learn to allow yourself to be in the right energies. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza at all.
0: I've heard of him. I haven't read the books yet. Yeah. My partner absolutely froth on him.
1: Oh, really? He's got lots of YouTube yeah. stuff, and I also froth on him. I think he's absolutely incredible. But he talks <laughs> yeah. a lot about um, mind and heart coherence and the energies. But yeah. like, I did, I did engineering as a degree, so I'm all sciencey and maths. But I also love the spiritual side, and he does a very good job of bringing sort of. The science into the spiritual side of how, like, even at a quantum mechanics level, the atoms and the way they react in wave form and in cyclical form, depending on what people looking at them and stuff like that, can actually affect our energies and the way we feel and our emotions and feelings and stuff. It's it's mind blowing. Probably too much to get into on this, but it's really <laughs> really interesting. And if obviously if you're on that same pathway, I think you might uh, might find it really fascinating. Amazing. But um, so let. I just want to talk about you, obviously, were you always a runner or did you just decide, no. fuck it, I'm running?
0: <laughs> like, running for me was a release. Like, you I mean, I, I've used it as a tool over the years. It's like, fuck, let's run. Like, you mean like run away, like go yeah. for a run to burn some energy to just like try to clear my head or like just to get into a space that's clear when my mind's like not good. Yeah. So it's like, used it a little bit here and there, but it was like the odd rare run, but I would really cherish that run. Like you would be able to shift some energy or shift whatever it is that's going on and just allow me to feel like at peace when I'm running in that moment. But I would never consider myself like a a seasoned runner Uh (laughs) or anything like that, but I'm starting to own it. Like if I can't own and accept I'm a runner, Yeah. It doesn't allow anyone else to consider themselves a runner if they connect with that. And like, that's not okay. Because you're a runner, we're all runners. All humans are runners. We're meant to, like you mean? We're designed to run. We're designed to run, 100%. We've gotta be active, so everyone is a runner. I don't believe there's a, a difference between someone who says they're a runner and someone that's not, we're all runners whether yeah. we run or not, we
1: are all runners. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's also about that identity, you know, like claiming and understanding your identity is quite a big thing. And if you, you okay, I wouldn't say, like, the same thing happened to me, like I wouldn't say yeah. I was a runner, but now I do because I realized that I've actually just done a half marathon and I enjoy the running and it gives me really good mental clear, clearance. And although I might not run, every single day, and I might not run 5Ks. Now, Like I haven't run for three days, but I'm like, I wanna go for a run tomorrow. I wanna release that energy, I wanna clear that head, I wanna get that blood flowing, and I, I, now that I say that I'm a runner, and I accept that as my identity, it becomes so much easier to get that motivation to get up and go for a run in the morning. And I think you can put that in many different areas of your life, like I, people are so, so um, wow. held back by what they think they are because of where they came from, But as they change and they grow as a human and as you progress and things move on and things happen, people are afraid to change their identity to that new new person because they feel like they'll lose something but I think it's really powerful if you can, as you've said, now identify as a runner and that's going to allow you to run and be proud of it and just run whenever you want, easier. So.
0: Definitely, 100%. Like our beliefs or our shape, who we are, they shape our thoughts. We can't, I can't change my thoughts. All I can ever do is change my core beliefs. Yeah. And so it's like, that very much I feel like helps us to do the things we want to do. Because if our beliefs aren't in line with our actions, it's going to be so much harder to do those actions.
1: Oh, totally, and I mean, so many people have those limiting beliefs that, like, if
0: you see those people who
1: you think have got arrogance or confidence, but they truly believe they can do something, and they're going to keep trying, and eventually they'll do it. You know, that, that constant belief of you actually being able to do it has those thoughts in your mind, and then those thoughts create the feelings, which create the actions, which ends up making you do it. And if you don't have the thought and the belief that you can do something, then you, you fail. You're set to fail from the start. You know, you really, I think that's really important. As you say, you change your beliefs and you change so much about what you can do and your capabilities and your direction and where you can go. And I think learning to believe more or learning how to change your belief is something that I'm still growing and love to be able to do more, but I think it's very powerful. I think it's a great idea.
0: Definitely, and it's like with our with our beliefs as well. We've got to feel good when we're saying that belief. If it doesn't resonate and feel good, or you're not stoked when you say a belief of you, that's not gonna. You're not gonna do it yeah. because it just doesn't feel good. Like you know what I mean? If I'm like running, or if I say I'm gonna run 800 kilometers, and I don't feel good about saying it. And that means I'm not going to do it. So it's like, how can I say this in a way that feels good? That really and feel, I feel like that's so important. Yeah. To like keep changing your beliefs until they feel good. Because if a belief doesn't feel good, you're not going to do it. Exactly. Like trust your gut. Trust your feeling. Like yeah.
1: That's that. That's that whole brain heart coherence. It's like my brain's telling me that I'm going to run 800 k's, but if I don't feel it, and I don't have that emotion, and I don't have the confidence within my gut then they're, they're arguing and it's not going to happen. But if they're in line and they're agreeing like, I'm going to do it, yep, I feel like I'm going to do it, then I'm
0: going to fucking do it. It's just that uh, that simple. Definitely. And it's like you do whatever you want to do, no matter what it is, no matter what the task is, Yeah. if you feel in alignment. If your beliefs are in alignment with your feelings. Yeah, you're unstoppable. The world, you, you, you've got everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I th- that man, I think that's so right. Like if you can have your beliefs in 100% coherence and alignment with your feelings, then the world really is your oyster. Like, No matter what happens, you're gonna find a way. Like if, if you really believe it and feel it, then no matter what adversities and that, no matter how many times you get knocked down, no matter what happens to you, you're gonna find a way around it because you've got that belief and you've got that feeling and you've got that desire, I suppose, and you're just gonna fucking do it no matter what. So I think that's super powerful, I really, I really like that. And I think I'm gonna try and implement that more into my day to day, making that belief alignment On a regular basis.
0: 100%. But as well, understanding, like, our beliefs come in bundles. So it's not just, like, one belief. It's, like, there's a combination of beliefs always linked together. So you have to not just adjust one belief. You you have to combine, like, the group of beliefs around them and adapt more than one because you're, like, from my understanding, our subconscious and our unconscious mind gives us 100% of what we want.
1: Yes, It gives us
0: 100% based of what we want, based on our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, what we say, what we feel, Um, but it gets mixed up. If we've got trauma, we've got drama in our lives, our subconscious and unconscious mind is going to be a little bit confused. The system isn't going to be working perfectly because there's still stuff to work through. Yes. And with that means like like with our beliefs, it's not gonna be in complete alignment because there's a a contradicting belief due to an experience.
1: Yes, that's so true. That's that's like Bob Proctor, who's another mentor of mine that I love listening to, he talks about the paradigm shifts and shifting your paradigms, which is basically your subconscious beliefs. And again, relating that to Dr. Joe Dispenza, who talks about your thoughts in your front, he talks about having three brains, and your thoughts in your front brain or your conscious brain actually send a chemical reaction and that chemical reaction is what happens from the subconscious brain and that's how you just naturally react like people who have got anger issues for example a thought triggers their brain and then their subconscious brain releases chemicals and that's why you get angry like if you've for example know that you've got anger problems and then something happens you can consciously go no don't get angry but there's still that part inside you that subconscious part inside you that's obviously related to the trauma like you were saying that's got that Um, Belief of something else happening that sets you off in a way and I think as you said the belief bundling which is something I haven't even thought about that's my sort of aha moment that's exactly why I do these podcasts because that's shifted a big perspective in my mind but those bundle beliefs if you can work all of them around and then hopefully the subconscious mind doesn't release the same chemicals or doesn't have the same reaction to you because you've got almost a a train of beliefs that have sort of shifted I guess if that made sense it was
0: a bit 100% it's like like a belief or a memory came up the other day. It's like I punched my death mate in the face like years yeah, ago, right. and I'm like, "Why would I do that?" And it's like my beliefs or my feelings at that time. I would never hate. I would hate to do that, but yeah. I reacted in that moment. Yeah, and I fucking clocked. I clocked him, and it's like that. Like I've never wanted to do that. I never had. Like that's not me. Yeah, but it's like these feelings come over us, and, and that we emotion.
1: React. Yeah.
0: And it's like you get you get taken control of because it's like you're reacting instead of acting. Yeah. And I feel like that's so important to like try to regulate your system and to move past things, and also give yourself compassion and forgiveness for the totally the things you've done that you're not stoked on. We all make um, mistakes, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, hundred percent. It's like that wasn't you. That was simply. That you had, and what we can do about that is like forgive ourselves and be try aware. to change our actions to where we want to go.
1: Yeah, totally. I think you know, if, you, if you've got that awareness and you can be like, Hang on, last time these emotions made this happen, this time I can feel the same emotions. I need to control my reaction and act in a different manner. I think totally. If you can limit or control your reaction and be less reactive. And be more active, then it makes a massive difference. Ironically, um, I was in a, on a boys' trip in Japan and my mate clocked me, but that, that's because I, t- I was pissed taking the shit and I, I literally asked him to. So he said, all right, and smacked me like. But, <laughs> you know, I forgive him, don't worry. I think I was the one who yeah. deserved it. But, you know, you, you have to apologize and have compassion for our mistakes, right?
0: <laughs> for sure, 100%. And no, all you deserve is like love and it's yeah. like we gotta love ourselves more and more uh, oh. over and over again and it's like the amount of compassion myself just linking back to the run it's like I'm fucking exhausted like i would sleep in like you know what I mean i would sleep as much as I can yeah. and then i would procrastinate for hours in yeah. the morning because it's like I'm absolutely shattered I'm a zombie my self-care has gone out the window because I'm so exhausted yeah. and it's like i can't wait to finish this run to like treat myself better but in that stage treating myself better meant being okay with relaxing and having a slow morning and getting out there when i could not at a certain time that i had to it was like simply just get out there when you can can. and but it was always so, so surprising it's like like I was caught up in this mindset or this feeling like this next run, I'm running like five hours, four hours, whatever it is. This is going to be so hard. This is going to be intense. This is going to be just like four hours of absolute or five hours or six hours of absolute agony. And when I got out there, I realized, yeah, they're tough moments, but it was nowhere near as bad as what my mind was telling me Yeah, right. my mind or my my ego is like nah dude don't do that you, you're absolutely going to be absolutely so painful you're going to be destroyed and then when I actually was experiencing it
1: yeah
0: it was better than that it was still tough but it wasn't as bad as what my mind was telling me before which was like so hard to get out that door like getting out that door every day was hardest so tough yeah so tough like you know what I mean it's like who wants to go for a fucking six hour run yeah who wants to do that I, like my I don't want to do that like you know what I mean like yeah and it's like more and more like the more I got out there and the more I felt that it was okay like it's like trying to keep teaching myself and going into it and being like, let's just get out there. We can decide then how it's going to be. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't have an expectation of what this experience is going to be until I get out there. Man. And I think that's, that's, sorry, like that's so, that's so important for us to understand to just like get out the fucking door.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's so powerful as well. Like, our brain is crazy like what it assumes it's going to be one thing I was listening to the other day was about the dopamine that we release in our brain and whether it's better or worse we release more dopamine in the thought and the anticipation of something either the excitement or the pain or the thrill or whatever it is like the thought of having a piece of chocolate cake was the example being used releases X amount of dopamine just thinking about it but then when you eat it there's nowhere near as much as dopamine released. It's like the same thing you're talking about, like the thought of agony and pain that you're gonna go through is so much higher and then you walk out the door and you start moving you're like, actually, this this isn't that bad. Like, And if we can understand that, and as you're exactly saying, like, not um, over anticipate and be like, just get out there and start and then you can complain if it's really that bad or then you can deal with the next process as it comes. And that is something that I personally need to take on board and learn really really strongly so I think it makes a massive difference in your life if you can, I'm so bad at procrastinating because exactly that, I go, this is gonna be awful, this is gonna be so hard, I'm never gonna be able to do it. All this negative self-talk and then I start and I'm like, fuck that, that was actually easy, <laughs> you know? Even today, I was I had an average day, I was tired because I've had a busy ass week and I was like, right, go to this podcast, gotta have energy, gotta be happy. I came on here, first, second, see your smile, I'm like, oh, I'm back, it's, it's all good, like, the. Conversation flows, and it just it makes it easy once you start doing something. So it's
0: definitely, definitely. and as well, like watching the way you speak, it's like you're not a procrastinator. <laughs> you you may like you know what I mean. You you you're intent. You can say I'm intending to be like more diligent on doing the things. Like you know what I mean. And like the more we're telling ourselves these feedback loops, yeah, true,
1: the true. More,
0: the more that core belief is constantly. Repeating the process over and over and over again. So, like, I feel like the words we speak are so important they because are so important. Telling out that's telling our unconscious and our subconscious mind yeah. what we believe to be true and showing us what we actually want. And if you don't want that, stop saying those words. Yeah, it's you're so right. But like what I was coming back. To. Yeah, go on. What I was going back to was like this run is nowhere near as hard as it was living with like my mental health struggles in the darkness of not having the tools yeah anyone that's stuck struggling or going through that process i've got so much utter respect if you don't have the tools or like the process or knowing how to change that's way harder than this
1: like in my
0: belief and understanding because it's like Totally. you're just constantly in that agony it's like that agony for me it's like i can catch myself i know i'm doing it i'm still going to be doing it but if i didn't have the understanding that i could do these things and that's not me yeah that's that's so painful and i've got so much respect and empathy for anyone that's struggling and doesn't have, doesn't feel like they have the tools
1: yeah i think i think that's so true yeah, now the
0: tools and, like, like everything. So it's like, anytime I'm running or whenever I was doing the challenge, it's like, fuck, I'm, I can be I've st- got the tools now. So yeah. nothing will ever be as hard as those moments when I didn't have the tools.
1: Yeah, so true. I think like the not knowing is one of the hardest fucking things when you feel stuck and alone and you don't know who to go to, you don't know what to do, you don't know any direction or what the next move to make is. It's when you really hit the bottom and you're like, fuck, like, I'm hurting. And I don't know where to go. I don't know who to say, what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to take the next step to get out of where I am. And that's that's painful. That that's when it's really scary. Um, I think. Now, if if you don't mind talking about, it, you don't have to at all. Like when you were at your worst, or when you were going really going through like a bad mental health state. Um, sort of what what level were you at, and how did you get through that point um, to the point where now you're doing these amazing things? And you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I respect that.
0: But no like i'm 100% open to that i yeah. like my darkest days were through my school days yeah um for sure no no doubt about it um like having red hair pimples you know like all those sort of things yeah. growing up with ranger in australia as <laughs> a word Schools are savage like, high
1: school kids are savage and uh, i've seen it
0: summer summer heights high yeah. big movement you know what i mean like it was just ruthless like you know what i mean you you felt a bit alone uh, going around at that point in time and I feel I got to myself to a pretty dark place like I never understood friendship that well I never understood to have friends you had to be a bloody friend
1: yes so
0: true and and it's like I expected friendship to just come to me I'm like yeah like this is it just happened it just should happen and it's like no it doesn't yeah. happen you have to invite people you need to ask for stuff and you need to ask like the universe or whatever it is yeah. for what you want and i wasn't doing that i was just expecting it yeah um so when i didn't get it i felt bloody alone disconnected like i had lots of people i connected with but i just never got into that depth so i didn't have that consistency yeah or like didn't feel, like felt alone like i'd go home on the weekend after playing sport and just feel like
1: empty or, what,
0: yeah. empty empty and just like struggling puttering puttering through for a long time and then the culmination all sort of got to a point where i was like yeah i can't deal with this pain like you yeah. mean i've been using i'm like trying to take like numb the pain with like alcohol or like drugs yeah and i'm like in a stage i'm like okay i'm committing suicide i wrote a note i'm like this is the day that i'm going to commit suicide like i decided that one night woke up the next morning i'm like i'm going to kill myself my life's going to be over Over. and this pain is going to go away because i can't deal with anymore i can't deal with the numbness or the like you know what i mean yeah yeah i just i I just want to feel something yeah and I woke up the next morning to my mom being on the telephone, crying, absolutely tears. One of our good family friends, her son, um, would in my grade at school, my school, committed suicide and hung himself that morning.
1: Oh shit! At
0: that, at that morning, I was like, fucking jealousy went through the roof. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all these emotions were coming through. It's like. I'm feeling so jealous. I'm like, I can't fucking take my life now. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, you bastard. Know <laughs> you I mean? did it before me. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred, hundred percent. And I'm like, fuck. Like, so the next few years were like tough in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, it, of course. Like, now suicide's not on the table. I can't put suicide on the table. I've seen how much it affected my family yeah. and feeling how desperate. like the friends the way i felt about like this bloke was fucking incredible incredible dude like you know what i mean absolutely phenomenal fucking love him like valedictorian ducks like super smart like super like wise like everything everything you could want in a person yeah that was was this dude you know yeah 100 percent. so i was like fuck like really like i can't like you mean like i just i just can't do it now um, that's crazy. My body and my mind wanted to still leave, so I was like very much like fighting myself for a long time, like diving into like a cave of sorts. Like I stayed in my room for like three months, just yeah. like was awake during the nights, and it's just like a zombie, just trying to like survive. And sometimes you have to do what you have to do to survive,
1: yeah. T- and that's definitely. okay,
0: but very much like understanding that the more you reach out the more you bring people in the more you ask for help or assistance the better your life gets as well like understanding that we're all going through our own journey like I'm big into men's work at the moment and like it's so powerful every week sitting with this group of men and we're all talking about what's going on yeah, what's awesome. going on in our lives and you start to realize we're all going through something yeah. we're all constantly experiencing something and that's okay and it's just so powerful to know and to be like I look back and be like fuck 12 years ago I wanted to end my life yeah. and I look back at like all the learnings and all the experiences I've had and said I'm like holy shit Work.
1: Imagine what you would and, have missed out
0: on. 100%, 100%. And it's like, I encourage anyone, if they're going through that stage, to do whatever it is that they have to do to keep walking on. And like, no matter what it is, just yeah. take one step, take another step. Like, there's a strategy I heard the other day. It's like, you count from five, four, three, two, one, and then you reach out for help. Because in that counting down, you are able to transition your body from that fight or flight or that shock syndrome to give you a moment to be like, "What am yeah. I doing?"
1: Man, I think that's. And I
0: feel like. It's
1: yeah, sorry, go so going. So important. Yeah, yeah, I feel it's it. Just so. Sorry, sorry. Finish up.
0: <laughs> no, I was just saying it's so important to like take the time because yeah. it's like we're not our thoughts.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I've actually, ironically, when I was running, I had this um, thought process and I've implemented it since I, I had it and it was like five seconds to change my life and it was the exact same thing as you're thinking, you know, if I've got a thought pop into my head like, okay, I should go put the dinner on or something, like give yourself five seconds and then you're going to know straight away, like just get up and do it. Otherwise, it's just going to get put back and put back. I mean, I know making dinner is something completely different but it's that same sort of process of five, four, three, two, all Right now I'm just going. I'm just going to do it. It takes away that thought. It takes away that procrastination. It gives you a deadline and it just makes... The action happen and I've done that a few times in my head just like alarm goes off and like oh I don't want to get up five four three all right and then you know you're up and taking action and I think it's really it's really helped me and I've only just popped into my head and having you say it again I think if more people could have that ability to have that five second to themselves and I think it's quite powerful
0: definitely for doing whatever you want to do it's like give yourself five seconds because yeah. otherwise you can like you mean if you're in the midst of like an iPhone scroll. We all get yeah, my, yeah. my my belief is we all get caught into this. this I have device, stopped this, scrolling this, on this, my this.
1: on my thing just because I do that exactly.
0: A hundred percent, and it's like scroll, 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 and and like fuck, what am I doing? It's like you count down five, four, three, two, one, stop, yeah. um, because it's so easy to get caught into this intense dopamine vortex. Yeah, definitely, and it's like. But like the actions you can take around that is like, who am I following? Do these accounts make me feel good? Yeah. Uh, like, what is the purpose of this? Or like, going into it with an intention. Like yeah. one of the guys I probably talks about, like intentionally scrolling, so you're like looking for something and be like asking yourself, mean like, what am I going to do when I'm going for the scroll? Like, you mean because social media can be so beneficial, yeah, it's so important, and it's like but I feel like it's like in the phase when you're not like doing something intentional. If you're not commenting, if you're not like writing messages, if you're not interacting with the platform, then you're just watching and watching in life is you're, you're just letting everything flow by. And it's like, take some actions, comment, message some people, learn some things, then go implement those processes in your life. Yeah totally i mean just sitting
1: by watching and scrolling is, is is such a waste of time and it's like anything with that much power can be used for good or bad you know like money can be great can be evil it depends on the person and their intention like social media is so powerful but it can easily yeah. be used for good and easily be used for bad i think your intention as you're talking about is massive and that can be with anything with great power but i want to go back to a couple of things you said like it was great i actually had a couple of friends from high school commit suicide and it's crazy how the people who you think is so powerful and have all their shit together and so happy like um, Robin Williams for example Robin Williams Robin Williams Um, you know you think that they're happy and they've got everything going but deep down they're hurting so much and it's such a shock when they sort of leave like it was the person that from my school that went I thought she was going to have you know the best life ever but then obviously there's a lot of other deep seated stuff going on so um, on that you know, always ask people how they're doing, no matter what sort of state they're in, is what I kind of wanted to say to that. Because there's always that "Are you okay?" sort of thing going around. But even if you think your friends are doing all right, it doesn't hurt to go, "Hey, man, you're actually all good," you know, because sometimes that's all it takes, and someone goes, "Actually, you know what? I'm fucking not." And thank you for asking. So I think it's anyone listening to this, and anyone from either side, like definitely take the time to ask the question. I think. Is there... And to anyone
0: in that state, state of like. Needing help, ask for help again and again and again and again and again. Because when your friends don't reply or don't hear what you're trying to say, it's not because they don't care.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Because communication is not what we say, it's what others hear. So a lot of the time, we hear different things than what's actually going on. So if you're in a state that you want to help or support, you've got to keep asking and asking and asking. That's why, like, you look at sales and marketing. It's like successful businesses are constantly asking you time and time and time repetition, again. Repetition, repetition, and it and it's good. It's like it's because you. It's like it understands. It's like you want. Like you need some. It, you need to be at the right time in the right place.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes that isn't a in an alignment. And that's the same with asking for help. Sometimes the friends you're asking for help are in a tough situation as well. And they don't have the capacity to hear to what help. you're actually going on.
1: Yeah, totally. I think it's it's so true because I I I've known for myself I've been very much victim to Oh, I did say something, but you know, chaos is going on and I'm like, Hey, can you do this for me? Oh, they heard me, they ignored me, they don't care, that you know, now I feel even yeah. worse. But no, it's because they had seven things on their mind. They were rushing around trying to do something. They've got another deep thought and worry going on. And like your little, <laughs> just, quiet. it wasn't that they don't like, hey, I really need help. It's like, okay, all right. Well, sorry, I had so much. Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of part one. And as you can hear, there's a bit of an abrupt ending there. That's because the call actually dropped out um, due to some technical issues. However, we did reconnect and continued on for another hour or so, just under because we realized how much we were really enjoying the conversations. So keep your eye out for part two of The Success Shift with Dylan Joss.